Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Cosmic Insight. I'm your co-creator, Hillis Pugh, along with... Rebecca Gregory here. Welcome, everyone, to Cosmic Insight on here on, gosh, today's April Fool's Day, isn't it? April 1st, moving into the stepping forward into the spring. I don't know how to say that. And we are just so blessed and honored this morning to be interviewing this amazing woman and uh, just sharing her story and where she's been and where she's going and learn about a few techniques that she does that can really help people in today's great awakening that's happening around around it, around the world right now. So Hillis, tell us a little about our fabulous guest today. Oh my goodness. And you know, I'm so honored to have her on the show with us today because, you know, I was recently a guest on her show. And so now we're just bringing it back full circle to my dear sister who I feel like we've known each other for quite some time. Uh, Allie Levine is, uh, uh, what can I not say about her, but she is from breakdowns to breakthroughs. Allie has helped women around the world tap into a higher frequency of being. And with her, you'll shift into a higher level of consciousness and confidence as she shares her own spiritual toolkit that will help you activate the light and elevate all that is possible for you in your personal life and business. But not only does she work you with women in that space, anything from stress, work, and anxiety all plays a part in their in everyday life. And with that, you can allow yourself to come home, to be yourself, and to step into your own power as Ali shares how she utilizes the tools such as meditation, breathwork, and affirmations to be combined and utilizing them in your everyday life and to step into a world that is enlightening, a world that is you. And Ali is also a celebrity stylist and well-known TV personality and has styled thousands of celebrities over the years and watched the individuals transform. And she too takes this power, this wisdom and knowledge to help you too transform. And so, Allie, my dear, welcome to the show. Such an honor to have you with us today. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. That was such a beautiful <laughs> intro. Thank you. Well, you're most welcome. And, you know, Allie, you know, this is an unconventional path. You know, most people, you know, starting out as a celebrity stylist working in Hollywood. And I know that working in that space can be a bit overwhelming because there's such high standards. And, and when, you know, you living in that stressful space, how did the transition from being into a celebrity stylist into being the spiritual breathwork and meditation individual, how did that happen for you? <laughs> yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. And you're right. I mean, you know, it's funny. I I, uh, I laugh when I look at my path. I'm sure most of us, especially, you know, light workers and, and people who, you know, are tuned into uh, this cosmic show, I feel like our paths have been kind of so all over the place and, and taken us all kinds of places that we never maybe imagined to go. Um, and, you know, when it comes to mine, you know, I was somebody say, like you said, for many years, still doing styling, but not as much so in the somebody world as I moved out of Hollywood. But, you know, when I was in Hollywood and 
and everything, I realized that, you know, when I first got in and when I fell in love with styling as a whole, just dressing people was because mm. I realized that my gift and, you know, part of like my true, like coming online, you know, in the world with my light was transforming people from the inside out. I would watch people, you know, get them to wear something that they would never wear before, step out of their comfort zones and watch them come alive in the colors and the patterns and the things they were wearing and never seen themselves that way before and would actually have like you know, these amazing emotional breakdowns from the mirror, like, oh my gosh, I've never seen myself this way before. And I just booked, you know, this role for the show I could have never gotten or best dressed on this magazine or this red carpet or met the love of my life. The list goes on. All these amazing breakthroughs that would happen from their own like emotional breakdown to being open to this transformation. And so that was where I fell in love with just fashion and styling in general, watching that. And then of course, you know, you get into Hollywood, as he says, a lot of pressure. And I was around, you know, all kinds of people and agents and managers, everyone has an opinion. And I think between all of that, and then, you know, just the egos of everything going on around, I, of course, got into my ego space without really even realizing it and got kind of swept up into the material side of Hollywood, the things that don't really matter especially now we know in the world and I got really caught up honestly and so much to the point where I like pretty much lost myself and didn't really know who I was but I kind of just kept going because it was working at the time and I was you know climbing to the top and doing everything and then um, I got pregnant with my first daughter and uh, life, you know, went through a lot at me. And I started like realizing like, huh, I, my energy felt really off when I was styling. I didn't feel like the same. And I wasn't feeling this like happiness that I was feeling before. And I realized, you no, know, everything is energy. I was not really that awake then. So I was starting to tap into a little bit like, huh, this might be an energetic thing. Like, I wonder. And then my daughter really made it known. Like, I think when you're pregnant, you know, you're carrying life, you know, this isn't like a new sacred portal. And I think my daughter was really making it known. Like, are you feeling the energy? This energy is off. Like, I'm not into it, you know? And and all of a sudden, I just remember turning to my team, like halfway through my pregnancy and saying, I'm not going to style celebrities anymore. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, I'll finish out what I have to do and pass off the rest of my assistants, but I'm done. And I remember that moment feeling really vulnerable and like almost really crazy because I didn't even know where it came from, honestly. Now I know it was truly God's source. It was everything within me telling me that that was, I was time for me to move on. What I had done, you know, it was wonderful, but this was a new chapter in my life and a new journey. And from there, once I did that, it was like, the universe answered and everything just started kind of opening up for me more in the spiritual realm. And I started kind of tapping in more and realizing that, you know, my, I was really feeling my daughter and, you know, growing this life and was so conscious of the energy. And um, I was really into, you know, getting myself dressed and paying attention to how I felt when I was, you know, putting on my bump. I started helping other moms get ready and feel good, you know, being pregnant and things just started kind of shifting really quickly. Um, I started sharing more of my personal journey online and kind of garnered a following from the motherhood space and the pregnancy space and sharing kind of my vulnerabilities in pregnancy. And um, then I had a pretty traumatic birth um, after uh, wanting to have a pretty natural birth um, as a new mom and not really doing any um, work around it and just thinking, oh, I'm just going to step into this and it's going to happen. Yeah, no. Um, and, <laughs> I, I had no idea. You know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, you just like, you have, you know, birth. But again, it's so much, you know, it's so much energy. It's so much of you. Like there's so much work around it. But I had no clue, you know, I was a new mom. And so anyways, long story short, I um, had a C-section after 42 hours of labor and a pretty crazy birth. And that really put me into a, a true spin. Um, and not only could I not go back to work or do anything, but I was really like forced 
you know, to stay home and recover and be with myself and like sit with myself. That didn't go well for me. <laughs> um, and so, you know, from there, um, I got into pretty heavy postpartum depression um, pretty early on. And I never expected to experience that in my mind. I was going to have my daughter. I was going to go back to, you know, working and doing what I was doing and, you know, just go back to all the things and, and the fast life. And the uh, universe said not so much. And I was, you know, really much at home and, and learning uh, how to be slow, which I had never known how to be slow or present before. Everything was go, go, go. Um, and so I really feel like, you know, God and the universe told me like, hey, you have to sit here and, and, and work through some things. And so from there came a lot of deep inner work. And I, you know, went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. And I just remember sitting in the office and then looking at me and saying, there's a couple of different, you know, medicine treatments for you that you can get on, get you back to yourself in about six weeks. And I remember sitting there and I was just, my heart tugged and I got super teary eyed and I thought, that's not going to work. That doesn't feel good to my soul. Like something doesn't feel right here. And even though the ego part of me wanted to jump right back in and get on something and get going again, something deeper was telling me like that was not going to work. And that was not what I was meant to do. So I walked out of that office. I remember telling them, you know, I'm not going to take anything. And they were pretty not so nice about it. And it was like, yeah, good luck. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, what doc, doctors usually that way when you turn down something that they're trying to give. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be that way. But yeah. And they were just like, good luck. You know, and I remember feeling so alone, like, wow, like that this is this is the only thing that will work, you know. And I remember walking out of there and I thought, no, there's got to be a reason my heart's tugging. There's got to be something more. And thank God I at least had a good birth team. And so I reached out to them and I said, hey, you know, I'm going through this. I went and had a meeting with them. They introduced me to a postpartum specialist. I immediately got help and therapy through her. I started cognitive therapy, which is a special type of mind consciousness therapy um, for those that don't know. Um, and then I started this path of meditation and gratitude and affirmations and journaling. And I hadn't meditated, honestly, to save my soul before this. People would try to teach me meditation. One of my best friends like took me to all kinds of meditation stuff in college. And I would sit there and I would be like, dude, I can't do this for more than five minutes like let me get my phone and like go get a tea like I, I she was like you gotta just sit and I couldn't and so it was comedy to me this was the first thing that was brought to me after my cognitive therapy was like you're gonna meditate and I was like I can't and they were like five minutes a day that's it that's all you're gonna do and I was like oh okay and you know, <laughs> and at first it was like torture I'll get to two minutes and I was like oh I'm done two minutes and then you know I got to five and I got to ten and the reason I share that is because now I meditate daily like my girls my husband like they know every morning that it's part of mama's routine to meditate and it's part of who I am and my practices and it's part of how I feel good in my spiritual toolkit and everything I do. And it's just, I laugh at myself because even that journey of going from not being in a meditation for <laughs> two minutes to now, like I crave it. And sometimes I even do it twice, three times a day, depending on what's going on. I meditate with my daughter, like it's completely transformed my life. And so I think that was the real opening to my first true spiritual awakening, um, being able to tap in because I became into such a meditative state. And mm -hmm. then you know, the gratitude and affirmations and the journaling, it all kind of just started to spill and open me up more and more. And once I realized, like after about a year or so that I had come out of this darkness and had found the light at the end of the tunnel, and I felt almost like reactivated. I was joking with everyone. I was like, Ali 2.0. I was like, you woman. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I did this myself. Like I truly healed myself with the right modalities, the right people. Like I was so impressed that like I could do this. And I thought, wow, there's so much more 
that mm-hmm. I'm not even tapping into if this is what I came to. And that's kind of what opened up Pandora's box. You know, all of a sudden it was like, okay, I have to have more. I have to dive in more. And um, that's what really got me really going and realizing like this, we're so much more than we're taught to be. We're so much more powerful, yeah. we're multidimensional. There, there's so much more to us. And I think that's when like, honestly, the, the you know, more of that ego really just kind of fell off and just kind of, I mourned the death of myself in a sense, because I was like, okay, I'm leaving that part of me. That part of me taught me a lot. Now I'm going through my own transformation and now I'm tapping into my higher self. And that's the journey I've been on ever since. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. And, and you know, what's interesting. Oh, no, go ahead, Rebecca. Oh, no, I actually, I loved, I loved just Thank you so much for sharing your story. I loved it. And I was, I was relating to it along the way, being a mother myself and things. <laughs> and actually what came to me, and I don't know why, and I feel like I need to ask just a space because I think yeah. it was a conversation to bring up you know, women having, having children. Um, how did you, I, and maybe you didn't feel this. I, I ended up having a C-section because my daughter was Frank Breach. And I remember um, on my journey in that moment, it like, it was so hard to accept having a C-section um, in that I felt less of a woman. Like I was so looking forward to having birth and holding that sacred container and going through that process that women have gone through for, you know, the lineage for generations. And it really cut because I went through the depression after mine as well. So it really cut. And did you find that that was um, maybe something? How did you feel around that? Of Did that affect you as well of having to see that led you to where the space that you went into? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of women, um, you know, when they do have a C-section, they uh, immediately, you know, so many have spoken to that I've connected with over the years online. Also, like you said, I've gone through that depression, have mm-hmm. gone through that moment of my body failed me. Mm-hmm. I failed as a woman. I can't step into this role. And yeah, I went through the exact same thing. I mean, I was really, I mean, obviously I was so happy to have my daughter in my arms, but I was, I remember feeling so dark in that moment and feeling just so like a failure and so upset mm-hmm. and so alone. Um, and you know, it's hard, right? Because it's like yeah. you imagine, like you said, that you're going to take this path and all that. And, you know, all I can say is, is that obviously all birth is beautiful. And I think it's more of the trauma that goes around it that I wish the medical system would do a lot better about. I think yes. that there's a much better way to handle how to kind of, if that's what's going to happen and that's going to kind of interrupt the natural birth to honor that. And they really yes. don't. It's just like, let's get you into surgery and get this done. And I get it that there's some emergency situations or things that happen, but overall it's more of an elected thing. It's more of a thing that's pushed as we know for many different reasons in the medical system. Mm-hmm. And they need to do a better job of, you know, okay, this is something you are going to do. This is something that you may face emotionally. You know, I've had friends of mine who had you know, elected C-sections and nothing, you know, was wrong and they just chose it. And then they were depressed afterwards and they couldn't understand why, because they, you know, got their makeup done and went in and, you know, planned the whole birth. Yes. And it was still like, you know, why am I mess? And I believe personally on a spiritual level, like it, it messes with that sacred portal, you know, it yes. messes with us mm-hmm. as women truly birthing our children. And of course, you know, it's a blessing for when you actually need it. And it's, you know, an emergency and it's thing that needs to happen or, yes. you know, God forbid, but it truly does, you know, take us away from that actual portal happening. And we mm-hmm. need to 
honor that in birth and realize that like there are ways to honor that and then be able to step into, okay, I am still a mother. I still birthed my child. I just had to take a different path. And my child also chose this path. I really do believe yes. my daughter, Amelia, the fiery Aries that she is turning for this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. You totally chose that. That was like, yep, this is how I'm doing things, mom. Sorry, not going to go with your, you know, situation. But then, you know what, to share for others, you know, my second daughter, Arlie, um, you know, I was pregnant in 2020 and height of whatever you want to call the world. And it was crazy. And everybody, you know, around me was telling me, you know, oh, you're going to have to have, you know, your baby alone in the hospital because, you know, mm-hmm. we're in California, we were in lockdown, my husband wasn't allowed. There was so much going on. I just remember I was spinning out of control. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I wanted to have, you know, a VBAC, vaginal birth after a C-section. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to find a doctor who would support me. Then I was, you know, wanted my husband to be there. I mean, there was all this stuff that was constantly being told, like, it wasn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. And I remember sitting there and feeling spinning out and saying, no, 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 no. I felt this feeling before. I've been here before. What am I going to do to get ahead of this? That's where breath work came into play for me. Meditation wasn't getting me <clears throat> at the level I was there before. And so I started doing breath work and I realized like, wow, I'm having all these emotional breakdowns, but it's like really good for me. And I'm moving past it. I'm letting go of this fear and moving into this next higher level of myself. And so Fast forward to doing breath work and further meditations and all types of healing through my 2020 pregnancy, I had my VBAC with my daughter, Arlie, and my husband was there at the hospital. Even though everyone told me there was no way anything was going to happen because the world was crazy and everything was shifting, I didn't let the outside tell me. I learned from my first you know, experience in birth and I, I advocated for myself and I empowered myself and I said, I'm going to trust and truly trust in God and the universe mm-hmm. and source that this is going to go the way I truly feel it, you know, it, it, I intend for it to go. And I leaned into that and I just trusted my body and I allowed my daughter to, you know, put me into labor. And even though they were trying to pressure me the whole time into inducing and you might need a C-section, all these things. And I was like, nope, nope, I'm going to trust my body, trust my daughter. And right at 42 weeks, I went into labor. I had her via VBAC. And it was so empowering. My husband actually uh, explained, he said, from watching me have Amelia to having Arlie, he said it was like watching postpartum depression to postpartum euphoria. That was so different. Yeah. And I believe (laughs) I was so empowered. You know, I was so empowered that moment. I remember at the end when I was pushing her out and for a moment she got stuck and I looked at my husband and they were all like talking about, you know, another C-section. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't come this far for this to happen. And I looked at him and I said, can you hand me my earbud? And I put it in my ear. I had a bunch of different breath work and meditations on my playlist. And I started listening. I shut my eyes. I started praying. I swear I had had my first out-of-body experience. I felt myself, like see myself from like above pushing Mm -hmm. out on the bed to just see like everything happening. And I was just like in this meditative state and next thing I knew, I saw this gorgeous pink, like white light. And then there she was. And then she was screaming Beautiful. and all my was like, oh, oh my God. God. And I swear I had felt that sacred portal. So, you know, it's, it's so important as moms that we first off one, don't lose ourselves and know that we're yes. not failures no matter what happens in birth. And two, be empowered to know that if it is something you truly want, it is something you can advocate for yourself, especially yes. afterwards. It doesn't have to be another C-section. That was like the, the lie they told me over and over. You have to have another, you have to have another. And I was like, no, I don't. That's not true. 85% of women have VBACs. It's just not talked about. And so it yes. was really empowering for me to get to go through that transformation and, just step into, you know, more of who I already was, but I had like lost in that process. But yeah, I completely understand that for you, Rebecca. And I think that was part of the mourning of myself was like Mm -hmm. losing that control. And then with my second daughter gaining that back and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm, 
I'm so much more empowered. And that took me further on my spiritual journey because that awakened me to even more of how, you know, truly like powerful I am and that I can still create this. And even in this wild world of everything spinning out of control, I mean, literally when I pushed Arlie out, Black Lives Matter was burning down the building across the street from my hospital. Oh no. <laughs> Welcome to the world, oh, my daughter. Oh. Yeah. It was like, and, and oh speech. my gosh. It's awesome. Thank you for that share and that enlightenment. Thank you for sharing that so much, Ali. Yes. And speaking of you getting your power back and really discovering the power of breath work, it was a surprise to me that you have a breath work course that you have on the Ascended Master store. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I did my first live on Ascended Masters. I'm new to the community, so I'm really excited. So I got to uh, connect with you guys and so many other amazing souls. And yeah, they asked me to do my first live event. So I did it and it went really well. It was for Spring Equinox. So to me, spring is all about release and rebirth and allowing the renewing of yourself and the renewing of everything going on in the world. And so we just really tapped into that and did a beautiful meditation and breath work all around that and different types of breath works to help you further get into that and deeper into yourself and allow that release and come into that rebirth. You know, this is such a time where, especially now in the world, you can truly step into whoever you want to be and truly who you're meant to be in your purpose. So it was really all about that and just fueling that for everyone and the collective. And so, yeah, I'm excited. So it was my first live. So now you can uh, purchase it um, on replay and own it and keep it as a resource. And it's there on the Ascended Masters store. Yeah. And you guys can definitely purchase it in the link in the description. Uh, you I mean, more than welcome to to breathe in new life as Ali has done for herself. And, you know, early in the show, you talked about ego. And I think that a lot of people really misunderstand ego and how it gets a bad rap, so to speak, you know, especially, you know, living in a fast paced world, you know, because I and understand about the fashion industry as I was uh, connected to it for a short time. Oh, and yeah. I, understand, <laughs> I understand the demands of it, uh, you know, by working with someone and really, you know, understanding the, that space. And so with what you call, I guess, the death of, of the old ego and the birth of your consciousness, how was that for you allowing the what you thought you identified with your purpose your mission as someone who is transforming someone's life you know as a stylist you know because that in itself is transformative but in a more of a superficial way yeah it's true absolutely yeah and i think going back to what rebecca was saying you know that kind of the same thing with motherhood i realized um between the birth and motherhood and then also letting go of that old self was truly a mourning of myself. I mean, I said to my husband, when I turned to him in bed one night, I said, I feel like I'm mourning the death of myself. And he looked at me like, whoa, what's going on? And I was like, I, I feel like I'm I'm mourning the death of myself. Like, I, I, I don't know who I am. I've lost who I am. I've lost, um, you know, everything that I thought I knew of myself. And I think that that's a big part of the ego, right? It's like, we believe that the ego tells us um, who we are, our career defines us, 
you know, what, how much we make defines us, all of these things that are just surface level, but they don't mean anything. Like when you, when you pass physically on this earth, you don't take any of that with you. Nothing, nothing, you know, goes with you. It, it's all about your soul and, and your journey and how you've evolved and what you've done. Right. And so for me at first, that was really hard to like allow that morning of myself. But once I did, and I truly surrendered to it and I surrendered to the process of what that looks like through meditation and gratitude and realizing like, okay, this was a huge part of my life for so many years. And it doesn't mean that I don't honor it. It doesn't mean I didn't love it. It doesn't mean I didn't learn a ton. It was amazing. But this isn't who I am anymore. There's a reason it doesn't align for me. And I think that's where we get stuck in the ego is we get stuck in the comfort. We get stuck in like, but I've been doing this for so long. This is who I am. This is, you know, my career, my title, my whatever, my identity. But that's not yeah. true. Like you rip all those things away and you're still Hillis. I'm still Allie. Like that's not what defines you. It's just society has told us that's what defines us. And so when you surrender to that process and allow yourself to say, oh, this never defined me. It's just part of my passions. It's part of what I'm doing to recreate myself. And I honored that surrender and I stepped into, okay, I've been transforming people for so many years. Now it's time yeah. to transform myself and yeah. move forward and take this to new heights. That was when I was really able to go then to that more higher self and be conscious and realize that this was part of my journey and I honor it, but I surrender it now and I no longer let it have hold of me. I think that's the difference when we get into the ego. Yeah, you know, that's beautiful. I really loved how you expressed that in the sense of really understanding that, you know, honoring the past, which was the beginning of transformation because it helped you to understand it in a different way in a different light and yeah. then now to internalize that to really understand that you are who you are and in that space of transformation it's like okay i can take this and then able to help others on their journey on their path to say i get it i understand and now i um am in the space of honoring who i truly am <laughs> yeah, you always were, right? And maybe, you know, the ego and the career and the different things that took over kind of took you away from that. And I realized that too. Like, I still love styling. I just realized why I ended up losing my passion and I ended up losing so much of my joy was because what you spoke of, the demands, the ego, the constant, you know, incessant, you know, nagging and like, you know, being a slave essentially to certain people. And, you know, I mean, I'm putting it lightly, you know, and, yeah. and, and it was so intense, you know, and when I was younger, you know, I didn't really understand it. So I kind of was just in it. But then as I got older, and as I started to evolve, I was like, Oh, this is not aligned with my soul. And there was a reason I was being pulled, you know, and I believe when I got pregnant, my daughter was like, you know, mom, this doesn't work for you anymore. You know, it's not going to work, you know, in the future. And now I'm starting to come more into a styling space where, you know, I'm helping people on a much more conscious level. I'm yeah. helping them use conscious styling energy as well as breath work to move through their wardrobe to have those transformations but to really understand it on a soul level and then appreciate it that much more and take the materials out and i don't believe i would have been able to do that now had i not gone what i went through because i was so in the material world i was so in the ego and that's okay right it's like this teaches us it's as long as we evolve and we allow that surrender to move forward like you said, it's all part of our journey. We all have darkness within the light. It's all part of moving through it. Yeah, that's beautiful because, you know, I think this is the, the time where people are now in the space of really trying to understand the, their personal shifts, you know, and really 
getting either upset or frustrated, confused, lost, or what have you. Oh yeah. Of in the space of, of what they used to identify in. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, as you talked about earlier, it's in that space of identity that we get so caught up in because we identified with a job or identified with a culture or identified with this or identified with that. Or, you know, this made my career and that was my my jumping off point and I can't turn my back on this. You know, which brings me to, to a point, I don't know if you know or ever heard of this person, but have you ever heard of Doreen Virtue? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I have her, her original uh, angel cards in one of her original meditations. Beautiful. So years ago, maybe it's about maybe three, four years ago, where, you know, she was with Hay House and she had this whole, you know, huge following. And then she announced that I'm renouncing all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a big deal, like in the spiritual community. And, and you know, a lot of people felt that you know they were you know misled or mm-hmm. or cheated on or like misrepresented. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, in that space of really honoring who you are, do you feel to some degree that that may have ha- happened in your world? Because you know what what you do is is so rigid and so and when you have this clientele and it's like all these things and so it's like all these relationships and all this stuff so do you feel that that happened to you to some degree oh yeah absolutely and i I mean i still have people saying you do what now you don't just style you do breath work what's breath work like you know (laughs) i have clients who are like wait so are you still doing this i'm like i am but i'm doing it a different level and it's a different you know type of you know work now and you know and and it's funny like some people of course you know they don't want to come out of their old ways so they're like oh uh, yeah no 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 thanks you know and there's some people who are willing to step into a new experience and evolve and are excited about it but absolutely oh yeah i have so many people i mean even still like wait, you left Hollywood? What happened to you? Why? What, you know, like, and I'm like, honestly, I still to this day, it's so surreal for me. I mean, even my own parents had that reaction. I, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I truly feel God, the universe source led me out. I literally just was meditating one night and I heard, and I've never heard a voice so strong as said, you're leaving Hollywood. You're, you're not going to live in California anymore. And I can't explain it. And then I started meditating on it and asking questions. And I was just like, you're leaving. This chapter's over. You're done. And this was pre- pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I had no idea what was coming. And then obviously the world changed. Um, and then it became more and more clear to me why it just wasn't going to align and the world was going to change anyways. My job was going to change. Yeah. Everything was going to shift. I mean, everyone's did, right? And I realized that, you know, it just wasn't aligned for me anymore. And again, that goes back to, right, like trusting in that we don't have to get caught up in the ego of everything and be like, this is how I'm going to do things. Trust in that higher self, trust in that surrender and say, there's a reason you're being called for more. There's a reason something doesn't feel in alignment anymore. Listen to those nudges, listen to those voices, listen to your own God-given intuition, yeah. have it for a reason. Don't ignore it and make excuses just because you think you're comfortable because we've all been there and done that and it doesn't serve us so especially now as people are getting confused they're awakening they're getting frustrated there's a reason ask yourself how can i step into more even if you're not ready to walk away from something right now how can i step into more or how can i allow certain passions to flow through me while i'm still doing this whatever it may be but listen to the calling of your soul because that's why we're here 
Beautiful. Thank you for that. And I just want to let uh, everyone know really quick uh, who's watching this. I know that Rebecca just kind of like disappeared. <laughs> and so, uh, yes, and it, it is, and if I'm looking down, it's because she was trying to get back and I figured <laughs> everything and everything's just bonkers. So, you know, real life, she, real technology, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now with solar flares and everything else happening, I mean, Oh yeah, like, I told yeah, earlier this week. I told my husband all of a sudden at four thirty, I was like, I gotta take a nap. And I passed out to like seven o'clock at night, and I, I was like, whoa. And I, and then I was reading all the CMEs and solar flares, and I was telling him, and I was like, and that was why I was knocked on my ass. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and usually, you know, and uh, and it's interesting that we transition into this topic. And usually, personally for me, I'm not usually so affected by all of this totally energy, but. It was, it's been a doozy this past week. I mean, yeah, it's like, I think everyone, everyone I've talked to, even people who are usually like super, super grounded and like move through, they're like, man, this week is rocking me. And I'm like, well, we're leading up to this 4-4 portal, right? Like there's so much going on. There's also so much awakening happening. There's so much just bursting everywhere. So it's like, yeah, we're all, we're all yeah. feeling this massive release and rebirth that I spoke about, which is why, you know, breath work is such important work because it is our life essence and it is a huge way to dial back in and not only ground ourselves but allow that energy that's stagnant to move and to flow and then to come into higher states of consciousness so it's so important to honor that this is your life essence and this is a true tool for you that's going to help you just elevate yourself further and further and it's an easy way to step into like what is my soul's work and let it kind of start to shift you and find that further light within you yeah and you know what's interesting, and this just kind of sparked in my head. Do you find that people, you know, and I would know we label it as a superficial industry. You know, do you feel that people in the fashion industry, do you feel that more of them are becoming more spiritually aligned, spiritually awakened as we move forward? Because I personally, I know some people who are, and I find it very interesting because before the industry wasn't like that. And so if so, what do you, what would you contribute the shift to? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, a combination. One, trends, right? Everything's what's trending right now. So spirituality is trending because everyone's talking about it, everybody's into it, right? So part of me has discernment, right? Because I'm like, because look, I come from the fashion industry, right? I've been in trends for years and years. I've forecasted trends. So part of me is like, okay, people are into this because it's the new hot thing. It's going to make you, know, you money. It's going to bring you into a space of popularity, blah, 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 all these material surface things. But yeah. then I do believe on a much higher level that there is a massive shift happening. There is a massive awakening we know happening by the day now. And so I do believe that, yes, there are many who are starting to tap into that because they're feeling the energies of the world. They're feel I mean, we are all energy, no matter what you think, no matter what, you know, you've been told, we are all energy, period. And when you're, everything is energy, you're going to feel it. It's going to affect you whether you like it or not. So, you know, I think some people are choosing to kind of be open to that. It's funny. Like I had a random fashion client from years ago message me and was like, I've been having the craziest dreams. I saw you post something the other day. And it resonated for me. And I hope it's not weird. I'm reaching out because like, you styled me like eight years ago, you know, and I was like, no, it's cool. Like, hey, how are you? And, and she was so like relieved to talk to me because she was like, you know, everyone around me in the industry is like, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that, you know, and, <laughs> and I feel like everyone in this space has been called that in one, one, one place or another, if not more. And, you know, I said to her, I'm like, this is the awakening, right? It doesn't, for everyone, it looks different. This is not, you know, this is why I have the podcast that you are on Awakening with Ali because it's about everyone's own awakening 
awakening. Everyone's path is different. Everyone's shift and involvement is different. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It means that we're all on this beautiful path to awaken and to, you know, come together in this collective and evolve together in this higher consciousness. So I guess I do see the fashion industry going through that more and more, but I, I question my discernment says some is for the right reasons. And some is just to jump on the, some is just to jump on the bandwagon, but it will be very interesting to see as we come more and more into this space, who really does dive in and actually shifting. I mean, like, look, um, you know, Tony Robbins, who I think has been on a spiritual journey for, you know, quite a few years now, he just released his book, his recent book, all about energy and all about, you know, stem cells and all this stuff and things that like so many other spirituality people have been talking about for quite some time, but now he's stepping into that, which is great because I think, you know, a lot of these really powerful thought leaders who have been kind of, you know, moving the trajectory forward of higher consciousness without maybe even knowing they were doing it. The fact that they're tapping into that kind of stuff is like, oh, wow. Okay. This is cool. This opens up these conversations. This makes this more mainstream and not so woo woo crazy, whatever you want to call it, you know, and, and it opens that up. So I think it's pretty cool that we're starting to see more and more shifts um, in different industries. I do believe the fashion industry will continue. It's just going to be interesting to see who is doing it, you know, because their soul is being called to it and who is doing it because, you know, they're just jumping in. But I think, of course, most of us who are awakened can can tell who's in and who's not. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that and, and I'm guided to, to share this moment. And welcome back, Rebecca. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you guys but i'm here <laughs> um and so the other day and, and rebecca knows i had a moment uh, where i was you know feeling rather vulnerable because you know being as one of the lesser known uh spiritual leaders thought leaders on the planet i was looking at what my peers were doing and how visible they are looking at all this stuff and i'm like why am i being sucked into this and then you know you mentioned tony robbins i'm like people he has like millions of people following him but what is he really doing that's worth doing and so and, and, and not to call out anyone out but it's like you have these people who i feel have who have these massive followings and i feel have uh to some level to degree a responsibility to put out informational connected people you know the truth you know and whether it's their personal truth which i'm not knocking because everyone has their story and that's fine people can articulate their story share their story but then when you are in a way being somewhat of a distraction you know talking about oh well this is happening over here that's happening over here this is happening in my life and so it kind of lends the energy to like what is the message here and so then it, it you have to really allow yourself to go within and find your own purpose absolutely and, so, and i, yeah, and I so, think bringing that up because you know I, I i've gone through i think all of us especially with the social media space and everything that's you know um around us especially like you know instagram facebook you know the things that are really like in your face in the matrix if you will <laughs> um you know i i believe a lot of that's designed to you know create that comparison to create that fight or flight, because I realized, you know, when I um, was going through the postpartum depression, one of the first things when my therapist challenged me to do was to get off social media. And I was a big, quote unquote, hate the word influencer, you know, and, and I was like, this is a huge part of my job. I can't get off social media. And they were like, well, it's your health or it's your job. What's it going to be? You know, and it was like when she put it in that perspective, it was like, oh, shit, it's my health. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't have anything, you know, and um, she was like, you can do it. Like, just 
allow yourself surrender honor and say I'm not going to get sucked up in this because she said, she's like, you know, as you're telling me stories and as you're telling me things and I'm hearing your learning beliefs and we're working through them, she's like, so much of it is coming from not you. It's coming from society. It's coming from looking at other moms, that looking at moms who had the perfect birth, looking at moms who bounced back in their bodies, all these things that aren't happening for you. And you're comparing and comparison truly, no matter what you're comparing is, you know, the definition of stealing joy from yourself. It, it truly mm -hmm. is because just how you just described it, like how you were feeling like, why am I so quote unquote small? Why are these numbers, you know, making me feel this way? It's just numbers. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Like, yes. you know, it's like, and we get caught up because society has done that to us and myself included. And, and, you know, it's like when she gave me that like true, like gift and power of like sign off. And I did for almost three months. I mean, at first I was losing my mind. I wanted to check it. I had to leave the app. I was losing my shit. I was like, oh my God, I what to do. People were emailing me and texting me. Did you get off? What, what happened? You know, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to honor this. Like I'm, I'm not going to get on. And I remember in that moment of like feeling all that comparison fall off, feeling all that judgment I was feeling online fall off. Everything just became more clear. And then I further got into my journey and own transformation. And when I got back on, it was such a light moment. It was like I deleted so many old photos that didn't resonate for me anymore. And I posted a very raw photo of myself um, after um, having my surgery and just kind of looking, you know, not so cute and glam for social media, if you will. And I posted it. And at first, I remember it was crickets. Nobody commented. My likes were going down. My following was falling. And I remember I was like, my manager called and he was like, what happened? What did you post? Why is your account bleeding? This is what my agency says to me. And I'm like, why is your account bleeding? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What do you mean bleeding? And he's like, your following's dropping by the hour. What is happening? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. And I remember like freaking out in the ego, right? He's like, oh, fix it, fix it, fix it. You know, and I, I said, I was like, what, what, what's going on? He's like, well, I think it's the last post. Take it down. And, you know, the old alley would have just taken it down. It would just listen to what I was doing. And I sat there and I said, I, I, I can't. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, this is way bigger than me. I, I can't. And so I left it up and I trusted in that I knew there was a reason why I felt to leave it up. And months later, I started getting all these new followers, even though I had a ton fall off. I had almost like 40,000 people fall off. And I had all these new thousands of people come and find me and mothers who had had similar journeys and trauma and women who, you know, just had experienced so much and started sharing their stories with me. And I connected with this new community that I didn't even know was out there. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden I started getting booked for all these new jobs and brands to talk about my story and got partnered with one of my biggest campaigns ever, you know, financially about C-sections and speaking out about it. And it was like, whoa, what just happened? And had I given into the ego and had I given into that that fear, fight or flight mode that we all get into, I would, that would have never happened for me. I'd be in the same space. But because I trusted in the transformation, I let go of the comparison and I allowed myself to step into who I authentically am, so much opened up for me. And it was so beautiful to see. So anyone listening, that's a reminder to you to not get sucked up in the comparison to not, you know, you are individually you for a reason. I always say confidence is your best accessory, but authenticity is your superpower. And <laughs> I love it. if you're not authentically yourself, you are doing something wrong. Do not compare. Do not, you know, you can be inspired. You can, you know, look at things, but do not compare. That just shrinks you. Keep brightening and being who you are and show up as you because there is only one you. And guess what? The right people, the right souls, the right projects are going to align for you because they're meant for you and they're never not going to align if you step into who you are. Mm. 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 
Ali, I just so honor you right now in this moment. Um, I got kicked off a little while, so I missed a little bit of the conversation. However, just listening to that, and I can't see you right now, so it's just listening okay. to you. <laughs> and uh, and I say that for a reason is because I'm 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 in the uh, kind of in the blind it right now. But listening to that beautiful, just you and your authenticity in that moment was is such a beautiful message right now humanity and i honor you in this moment of listening to the words that you just said of not comparing and letting go and opening to surrender and allow your world to flow because it's so important right now and i just as i said i so honor you right now for Thank you know allowing you so that much. and that's what happens energy of who we are and and not listening to that little monkey mind that that gets us in that frantic you know flight or flight space we need to stay in our truth and our authenticity so thank you so much for um explain you know expressing that absolutely thank you so much i love this conversation it's it's truly lit me up i'm honored to be here yes yes, yes and i have to say in comparison um it's so funny why you were speaking. I'm going to say this as well. I was like, oh, because I read your bio. I'm like, oh, I get a bit, I better bedazzle up a little bit because I'm <laughs> no makeup or anything. <laughs> so I was like, and I had to bring it up. I wasn't going to, but I have to because it's just what we were talking about. And I'm like, yeah. yourself, because you never wear makeup or anything. But I didn't really bedazzle, just a little bit. But I'm like, you know, no, that's you the same thing in that huh? I think we get beautiful. In, oh, thank you. But we get in that space. So I thought it's so funny. This came up as well that I did jump in that right before this show. Like, oh gosh, you know, like because I didn't know we're, what to expect. We're programmed that way. We're programmed. Yeah, we're programmed. Oh my gosh. Like all yeah. this person work with stars. And you know what I mean? But, but that's where my mind went. So I wanted to express that as well. So thank you for being showing up and being you. So thank you. You know, I love uh don't make ex you know the expectations of what you expect something is, you know. So um yeah, we all learn from it to step back and just be ourselves. So thank you for yes, that. Thank what you for sharing. I had to do this morning. So <laughs> <laughs> and so you know Ali, we are having such an amazing time with you and we have to have you back on the show. <laughs> and you, you know <laughs> <laughs> just have to have a Becca. I love see, this is just amazing. And so along with your breath work that you have on the Ascended Master store, is there anything else that you have going on right now that you'd like to share with everyone? Oh, sure. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I'm still styling, uh, mostly remote, unless you're local to uh, Tennessee. So you can go to allylevine.com um, or find me on social. If anything in our conversation resonated, please reach out on social media. I swear I love to connect and have conversations. <laughs> so DM me like people will be like, oh, I'm intimidated. I'm like, please don't be like reach out, be, you know, say hi, tell me what resonated for you or what you have a question about. I love getting to connect. That's what this time is all about. Um, so yeah, anywhere on social, Allie Levine Design is my social. You can find me. Hillis was just on my new spirituality podcast, Awakening with Allie. So anywhere you listen to a podcast or um, watch YouTube, uh, you Rumble, um, you can go watch. Um, we just had an amazing conversation about light and light activation. So please uh, check that out. Uh, um, and yeah, check out, you know, the, my breathwork that I have on Ascended Masters. Um, I'm going to be doing more breathworks to come and everything and different types of um, courses and workshops to help people further step into that, which I'm really excited about. And uh, what else? Oh, and as I'm, I'm looking at my wrist, um, I'm like, as we talk about light, 
Um, this is one of the companies that I also really love and work with. It's called LifeWave. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's an amazing, um, we were talking about stem cells and energy. It's an amazing patch that activates the natural light within you and helps you to step further into your higher consciousness and into yourself. And I personally love them. I feel they're another part of my transformation. They make me emotional because when I tapped into them, I realized like, wow, I'm further tapping into source into myself. And the creator really said he felt it was a God-given download for him when he started creating them. Um, and I've seen so many people use them to heal, to help them move through their consciousness. I've had friends of mine who have had anxiety and start wearing them and their anxiety has gone. Um, I've had people who have been in pain and they're after two years of being in pain, they wear a patch for a couple of days. And I joke and say, I patched them up and they're feeling, <laughs> they're feeling totally fine. And they're like, oh my God, how is my shoulder pain gone? I mean, we had a woman in our community who had cancer and her cancer is gone. And that's no, wow. yeah, they put the patches um, all here where she's supposed to have a mastectomy. She went in for the mastectomy and the doctor said the cancer is gone. And then when they explained to him what she had been doing, they said he actually understood it. And he said, well, because these patches emit your light, your light was such a high frequency. It transmuted the cell because cancer, all cells have light and it transmuted it out. And I thought, oh my God, talk about next level transformation and what I've been doing with people add this in to my spiritual toolkit and into helping people transform and heal. I'm all in. So I just had to share that real quick. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's something to look into. And I just want to say also that what you see with Allie is what you get, because I mean, I was on her show and I mean, I felt so supported and so loved by her and her efforts to just share our conversation, you know, and, and so she is who she is. I mean, very authentic, very loving, very caring. I mean, and, and she embodies mom energy, trust me. When I, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, when you have someone who supports you like that, it's, it's just all mom energy. Well, that's what we're all here for. I really believe right now in this time, especially moving forward, we are all here to support each other, to evolve mm -hmm. the highest consciousness, to bring that peace to one another. So amen. So thank you. I'm honored to be here and thank you for the kind words. Yes. Mm. Thank you it so is, much. It's been that. an honor today as well, Allie. Thank you so much. You're just, you're thank such you a little light light and just hearing your story and being able to experience you today has just, yeah, just lit me up. So thank Aww. you. So much. Well, love, here. light, style, and blessings to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you. And to everyone who's watching, remember to tune in every Friday for your weekly tune-up at Cosmic Insight, where you get to see us, you know, do readings and do energy transmissions every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, on YouTube, um, Facebook, and wherever else social media exists. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, everyone, keep exploring. Keep exploring, Cosmic Explorers. Mwah. And we are...